promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank, Drexel University, and the General Building Contractors Association. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now, here is Matt Cabry. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the next edition of Growing Greater Philadelphia. Sit back, relax, get comfortable, because we really have a special and very important topic to share with you all today, and we're very pleased to welcome Jason Zerby. He's with First Step Staffing. Jason, it's great to have you with us. Thanks, Matt. So, Jason, tell us a little bit about First Step Staffing. First Step Staffing is a social enterprise that's here to put Philadelphia's most disadvantaged people to work. Whether they've recently experienced homelessness, recent returning citizens, veterans in need, and supply them with low barrier entry level jobs to get them immediate employment and immediate income. So it's a staffing firm, but it's much more than that. There's a real social mission to what you and your team are doing at First Step. Correct. We like to take individuals kind of outside the curve and put them to the top of the pile, put their resumes, their applications to the top of the pile, and get them out working immediately. They take preference in the jobs that we're looking to fill for our customers in the temporary staffing field. A lot of the opportunities that we have are temp to hire. So we're all about jobs and people at First Step Staffing. We want to take care of Philadelphia's most disadvantaged individuals that have barriers to employment, specializing in recently experienced homelessness. You'll hear me use the term probably during this interview of REH. Okay. And, you know, we want to get those individuals to work immediately, get them immediate income so we can get them on a path to more sustainable, steady living situation. So I know you just said it, but remind our listeners and me, frankly, REH. Recently experienced homelessness. So if they have been in some sort of transitional housing within the last year to six months, whether they're couch surfing, staying at a shelter, staying with family and friends on a couch, or staying in some sort of program assisted type of living situation. And is that a commonly recognized phrase within the, the, I guess you would call it the social services industry, REH? Correct. It's a term used every minute of every day at First Step Staffing. Gotcha. And and it makes sense based on the mission that your team is is focused on. There's a lot of intricate parts here, I would suggest. Share with us some of the challenges. And I would start, I think, with maybe some of the misperceptions that your team probably encounters around hiring recently experienced homelessness. One of the biggest misconceptions is that they're not going to be a good, productive worker. Mm -hmm. And we have found, actually, that they're a better, more productive worker because they really appreciate and need the chance and opportunity for a real job. When you come to our office, it's an office setting. You come in, you sit down, you fill out an application, you meet with a job coach, you get prepped and coached up on how to be successful at the job, and then get assigned to an immediate job assignment that you accept. And they go out, and our associates, especially the recently experienced homelessness population that go out to work for us on a daily basis, tend to, and our studies show and our metrics show, that they perform better than the general labor pool worker that's going out for the same exact job. And our customers here in the short 
seven months that we've been here, up and running here full-time in Philadelphia, have seen that the first-step staffing worker from the disadvantaged workforce is performing better than the former employee that they had from the prior temporary staffing agency that we acquired. Right, right. So one of the things, Jason, I'm taking away from what you just shared is, and this may be an oversimplification, but I'd be curious to get your reaction to it, is a confidence that you and your team at First Step actually believe in these folks. And it may be the first time in a long time that somebody has actually approached them with that level of confidence and, and spirit of, of, I believe in you. Absolutely. I mean, this is what we do on a day-in, day-out basis. We're experts and professionals in helping these individuals get steady, sustainable income and steady employment and get in employment immediately. A lot of these folks haven't worked maybe in six months, a year, three years, five years, and this is maybe their first opportunity at getting back into the workforce. And we we specialize and provide our expertise and matching them up what we think and what they think would be the best opportunity that fits them the schedule the times we have so many jobs it's not like we're funneling them into one nine to five job right we have jobs at all hours of the day at a lot of different locations and then we have assistance with those jobs right i wanted to ask you about that and you call them wraparound services correct You've already heard me mention a couple yeah. job coaching. Yeah. Right. Teeing them up, helping them become successful in the opportunity. The coaching also comes into effect maybe when we have a little hiccup right. in the job. You know, they were a little late or they had a production. You know, they weren't producing fast enough at the manufacturing facility or the warehouse. Uh, they weren't following proper procedures. Our team will follow up with them and coach them up and help them succeed at the job. You know what's funny? Everybody needs a little coaching, whether they're coming out of a homeless situation or not. Young people, people who are mid-career, they're embracing a new challenge or a new opportunity. We all need some sort of coaching. So it's a really logical service that you and your team are providing. Sure. Really appreciated the coaching you just gave me a couple minutes ago here for my first podcast. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) You coached me up. So absolutely. And I take productive coaching from you know our founder our ceo dave schaefer our founder greg block every day yeah about their experiences in this industry i coach my own internal staff all the time i'm coaching our temporary associates that are out there working you know coaching is a daily thing but it's definitely a huge part of our wraparound services right but our our big wraparound service that we provide on a daily basis that really helps our individuals succeed is transportation the biggest barrier to employment for the low barrier entry level jobs. You'll hear me use the word barrier a hundred times probably in the next 30 minutes or so. And you know, the transportation wraparound services, if we can guarantee you that we're gonna pick you up at a certain time and deliver you to your job and then pick you up at the end of your shift and make sure you make it back to the same dispatch location, you know, on a daily basis, that worry takes a lot of issues, problems, concerns, just missteps that normally happen on a normal day-to-day opportunity for these low-barrier entry-level jobs. And and, and it's a reverse commute. The jobs aren't necessarily around the corner from our office. These jobs, some of them are quite some distance. That's where the jobs are. That's where our customers are right now. We're working on finding closer jobs, but we still have all these jobs that we can get people in, provide transportation to them, and help them be successful. That makes a big difference to to be able to have a consistent and reliable performance 
it does wonders for a person's self-esteem, knowing that they're going to show up on time. And when they do, they feel good about themselves. When they can't because of a barrier like transportation, I'm sure it has a ripple effect that compromises their own confidence. So we're talking with Jason Zerby of First Step Staffing. And Jason, we've been talking a little bit about the, the challenges of the employee. And I want to go to the challenges of the employer side as well. But before we do that, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask a question that may come up frequently, may be a misperception as well, as we were talking earlier. And that is around misuse, abuse, and diversion of drugs or prescription medications and the type of influence that has, again, whether real or perceived on a homeless community and members of the homeless community. Everyone who's employed at First Step Staffing goes through an extensive interview, meeting, screening process. Part of that process involves a five-panel drug test. Okay. Some of our customers, different sites require even a higher panel drug test, whether it's six, nine, or ten. But everyone who works for First Step Staffing takes a five-panel drug screen at a minimum. Yeah. Possibly more, depending on the job location and worksite. If you were to decline taking the drug test or possibly fail the drug test, that does not end our relationship. Yeah. Maybe in a different staffing environment, not First Steps environment, but maybe the for-profit temporary staffing sure. or another any employer, that would end your relationship. You would never be allowed to work at that location or that little business different, again. A little, little different at First Step, though. Correct. At First Step... We point you in the right direction. If you want to seek help, we can point you in that direction and give you information on that. And we can offer you to come back at a later time. Whether you want to come back in 30 days, 45 days, or even longer on down the line, come on back. We'll put you through the new hire orientation again and see where we can go from there. But we're all about not just second chances. We're about fourth, fifth, and sixth right. chances. Right. And you know if people feel that they're not going to be able to pass the test or fail the test, you know, we want to help them. We don't just want to, hey, get back on the elevator and we'll, we'll talk to you later. We point them in the right direction and help them find help if they want to be helped. And I know First Step has a presence outside of Greater Philadelphia, and I want to talk about that a little bit as well. And without getting too into the weeds, share with us, if you can, some of the numbers, some of the successes you've seen. How many placements and what are your goals for placements of folks who are experiencing homelessness or previously homeless and now are part of the First Step family and are, are actively employed? We've been up and running since January 2nd. At that time, we had close to 300, 350 jobs okay. at Ballpark, and pretty much zero people working for us from the recently experienced homelessness population, from yeah. the people with disadvantages, people with barriers to employment. So in a quick seven months here, we've exploded to about 550 jobs, people working today, and... 225 of those individuals are from the recently experienced homelessness population. So about 40% of yeah. our workforce. So as the general labor pool who was in maybe some of those 300, 350 jobs have failed or moved on, went permanent with different companies or found other employment, we replace them with individuals with barriers to employment. Gotcha. We still employ people also from the general labor pool, as you can tell, 60% of our say. workforce still is there. Yeah. You know, we want to move that needle yep. to, you know, hopefully by this time next year or end of Q1, middle of Q2, you know, we want to be at about 65, 70% of our workforce comes from the barrier population. Gotcha. And then, you know, we have 30, 35% 
coming from the general labor yeah, pool. traditional labor pool, sure. And, Correct. And, and that's a really important fact that I frankly didn't appreciate until you just shared it, and I think it's worth emphasizing. So First Step Staffing employs folks who are not just coming from the recently experienced homeless population. They come from the general work population, and it's a combination to solve challenges of an employer client. Anyone who's motivated and wants to work we're willing to sit down, talk with them, and place them in a job. So share with us a little bit more insight into how an individual finds themselves in a homeless situation. There's a lot of different reasons. You know, I've only been doing this for seven months now. When I came over from the acquisition of the previous company that First Step had acquired in in kind of a unique deal of a nonprofit purchasing a for-profit. But there's all types of situations, whether they're a recently returning citizen, whether they were incarcerated, or they just fell on some hard times. We've had plenty of individuals come to us that are living in their car or they're couch surfing on relatives. You know, back to the drug testing question and the use of illicit drugs or different things that we talked about earlier, you know, our office is right in the heart of the opioid epidemic here in the Northeast of the United States. We're 1952 East Allegheny, right in the heart of Kensington. I just I rode the L down here myself. Yeah, I'm on the streets quite a bit. When you meet someone on the street, you know everybody goes to Wawa or Dunkin' Donuts or everybody and encounters individuals with these barriers and people who we we're out here to help. First step staffing. You know, ask them their name. Yeah, ask them their situation. You know, find out how you can help. Treat them with dignity and respect the way anybody would want to be treated. Absolutely. That's how we try to do things in our office. When you come in, you're greeted with a receptionist. We call her. She's the most important person in our office. That's yep. your first encounter with First Step. And we sit you down at a table or a desk. You know, We're just not cattle herding everybody into jobs. You yeah. know, we want to meet with them, treat them like a person. You ride an elevator to our office. You come into an office-type setting, a yep. business. And uh, it's the real deal, you know, put these individuals to work. But, you know, everybody has different situations, whether, you know, they came to Philadelphia for a job opportunity that fell through and then didn't have income for a long period of time. Again, the opioid epidemic, people end up in different situations and different hard times. You know, there's a lot of different reasons why people end up in the situation they are. I want to be the first step in solving that situation. Right. First step staffing. So. I've met so many different individuals that have come into our office over the last seven months and really just helping them in any which way we can. You know, we found people areas to rest in our office and recoup, get them different things that they need, whether it's clothing or food or referrals to possible housing situations. You know, we're doing a lot more things that maybe we don't advertise yep. other than finding them jobs and directing them in right situations or right locations. And then telling them to help others in their community. They know other people in their yeah. situation. Help spread the word. And then the other thing we do is we go out. Mm-hmm. We'll go right to the shelter and hold a job orientation right. and hire directly from the shelter. Right. Not only here in Philadelphia, we've been over in Camden helping those folks also, That's great. too. Yeah. And, and we want to go to other communities, Chester, Norristown, Trenton, where we can help and get involved. You had mentioned a shelter, and one of the things I am aware of is this is a true partnership. You know, it's not, first step is taking the initiative and making this happen, but you rely on other partners like Project Home and others, and I was hoping you could talk a little bit about that. Project Home's been a great supporter and really our partner in guiding people to us for jobs. 
Same with Impact Services. We mm-hmm. share real estate with them. They're on the fourth floor. We're on the fifth floor. We're actually we call it the Impact Services building. Broad Street Ministry has sent folks to us. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of other partners out there, too, but those are three big ones and three that I have extreme relationships with at a higher level. Yep. And they've been unbelievable resources for us to help us put the disadvantaged Philadelphians to work immediately and get them steady, sustainable income and help us run this social enterprise without the people coming to us you know, we can't fill the jobs that we have available. Right. And, uh, you know, they're, they're an extension of us. Sure. And have really helped us with the wraparound services, too. They also provide a lot of that service in inclusion with First Steps job coaches. They have their own job coaches and job developers. The one main difference that's kind of unique that they've had to deal with First Step yep. is we don't have one job that you're developing for that's this job and it's only going to last this long or it's only this one-time opportunity to fill it yeah we have 40 50 jobs available every day yeah yeah so uh it's been really unique and some of our community partners or referral partners as we refer to them as you know have also kind of become our customer we have some really cool success stories with them where they've sent us folks we've hired them and then sent them back to work as associates at their sites um, really cool. Yeah, it is very cool. And the work you're doing is making a difference in people's lives. And we're talking about first step staffing. And our guest is Jason Zerby, who leads the Philadelphia operation for first step. And Jason, I want to transition slightly to the other side of the equation, if you will. And that is the employer side. How hard is it to find an employer who is comfortable with the first step model? Well, Matt, if we deliver any kind of message from this podcast is that business drives everything that we do. Without the jobs, we don't have anything. Right. You know, Impact Services, Broad Street Ministry, Project Home will consistently have people to send us, unfortunately. Right. right? And we're helping to lower that number, but we know they're going to consistently have a good pool of people to send us that are employed. One of your goals may be to want to put Project Home and Broad Street Ministries out of business, frankly. Correct. Or decrease their population, right? right? Because we put all those people that they sent us to work. Yeah. That would be fantastic. And they would celebrate that right along with totally, us. Totally. Right? I know they would. Absolutely. But without the jobs and without business, we don't have much. Right. So we need the jobs and business drives it. The more jobs we have, the more people we can put to work. And the more people with barriers, the more REH, the more we can get to work. The unique situation we had was we acquired a for-profit temporary staffing business. Right. We had to come in, tell the existing customers of our model and of our mission. Did you get any freak-out moments? Some. Yeah. Some at first. And uh, one, they have a new new supplier. Right. 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 So we had to build that relationship, build that rapport, and then kind of tell them what we wanted to do and get their buy-in. We haven't lost one customer. That's great. We've gained more jobs. As we said, we started with 350. Yeah. We're now at 550. Yeah. That's not with acquiring a new customer that provided 100 jobs. Right. That's, a lot of that is increasing the amount of people we had working at those customers. Right. Our wraparound services thrown into that have really helped us increase. Some of the customers that we acquired are quite some distance from Philadelphia. Yeah. And we promised them we could deliver people at a certain time and take them home at a certain time, and they bought in, yep. and maybe they had five people 
prior to January working on the night shift. Now they have 35 people working on the night shift. And they're producing more and more. we can deliver those people. And as we talked about before, our worker, the first step staffing worker, our first step staffing associate is outperforming the previous worker that maybe they had from a different temporary staffing provider. Yeah, right. So the business is producing more because first step colleagues are producing more and it's a win for everybody. Sure. So then they've given first step staffing more opportunities. Right. Maybe they had a couple temporary staffing providers and now they're only exclusively using first step. Yep. Or they're like, man, we can use first step in these different situations too because they're more adaptable. I don't get caught up in a lot of red tape, Matt. Yeah. If you want to hire Jimmy on day 10, yeah. and we have a lot of people working in your building, and Jimmy's performing unbelievable, I care more about Jimmy than the money. Yeah. We want Jimmy to get the job. Take Jimmy, hire him today. Jimmy's got a full time job. We're happy. You're happy. Let's keep moving forward. Gotcha. Let's keep getting more people to work. We're in the for-profit or other temporary staffing world. They want to get some sort of fee for Jimmy. Sure. Um, Where first step, we just want to get Jimmy the job. Yeah, right, right. That's a really great philosophy, and I'm glad that's the type of philosophy that's driving your business and clearly delivering some success as well. Speaking of business, which you referenced, and I'm just talking industry here, what are the types of industries that the first step team focuses on? So... A lot of the accounts that we acquired in the transaction of First Step Staffing, purchasing a for-profit temporary staffing firm here in Philadelphia, we're light industrial, Mm -hmm. warehouse, manufacturing facilities. We do produce. Now there's a a couple large warehouses. We work at a meatpacking plant. So not glamorous, Yeah, not not really high-skilled, but good good paying jobs. Correct. And there's lots of hours to be held and available. There's overtime available. And there's all kinds of different shifts. Most of these facilities run 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. So, you know, if it's more convenient for you to work second shift or third shift or first shift, we have a a lot of different opportunities available. Weekends, days, nights, all over. And, uh, you know, these are low barrier jobs. So it doesn't take you to come in in a three-piece suit and a resume to acquire this position. We're looking for motivated individuals who want to get back in the workforce and get steady, sustainable income and possibly become a warehouse supervisor, a line lead, a technician, different things like that, a yard jockey. There's supervisor jobs available. And, you know, you start off at first step, you go full time with the client and you move up throughout the client. And uh, that's the way it works in real life, too. Correct. You know, we're, we're working at a lo- very large bakery that's well known in Philadelphia. Yep. And, uh, you know, some of these environments aren't the greatest. Um, they're hot. The meatpacking plant's cold, different things like that. But sure. Philadelphians, as you know, are tough and resilient. Yep. Yep. And uh, like we said, and I said earlier, you know, our workers are hard workers and they just want an opportunity. Yeah. They just want a chance. Yeah. First step's all about that first chance or that first opportunity. But uh, we have a lot of them. We like to put more people to work. The more jobs we have, if I was sitting here today saying I didn't need more jobs, yep. I wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, we're right. always looking for more jobs, and we need more businesses to buy in. And we could be that intermediary. Yeah, you know, we're that third party, kind of in between the buffer of you're not. If you're a business out there hearing this, and you want to get involved and help Philadelphia's most disadvantaged individuals get employment, you know, you can reach out to First Step. 
We can be that intermediary. You can try before you buy. Try the employees out before you hire them on full time. Yep. Try the model. Work with our mission. You know, we're here to help everybody, and we can work out different deals. And we have a lot of deals in the pipeline right now. That's great. We're really looking for Philadelphia to drive it. We have some good partners and people helping us and referring us to different individuals. But, you know, the business drives it. Without the jobs, right. we can't put everybody to work. I would even take your example one step further, Jason, and say, if you're a business that has a staffing challenge, first step is the solution. Regardless of your mission, regardless of the benefits that come along with helping the recently experienced homeless get re-engaged in a more traditional work environment, that's really what first step is all about. Just to kind of piggyback on what you said and yeah. jump on. You know, you're exactly right. Exactly what you said right there is right. And, you know, as any business uses a vendor for anything, right? we're here to solve a problem. We're solving a problem ourselves. We're yeah. trying to solve the homeless problem here in Philadelphia. Are we going to totally solve it? That would be probably a, a dream or the light or the rainbow at the end of the tunnel. Sure. We're going to try to put as many individuals as we can, try to put the social service partners out yeah, of business, right? right? As a joke. But... If you want to help and you already have a problem of staffing or a labor shortage, we all know there's a labor shortage here That's in right. Philadelphia. And if you're already using temporary staffing yep. and you want to do a little good, yep. contact First Step. Yeah. We're here to help. We're here to partner. You know, We think there's a lot of jobs and a lot of temporary staffing jobs out there. Everybody needs temporary staffing at one time or another. There's a lot of businesses that that's part of their model, how they operate. Yeah. These warehouses, manufacturing facilities, production facilities, you know, that's how they operate. They have a lot of jobs and they need a lot of work done at a low wage scale or low barrier scale, entry level wages. And we can put those individuals to work. Right. So it's the summer of 2018 when Jason Zerby of First Step Staffing and I are having this conversation. And you referenced a moment ago, Jason, that it was January of 18 that First Step Staffing got launched here in greater Philadelphia. But there's more to the story at First Step. And I was hoping you could share with us a little bit more insight into the history of First Step Staffing. So our founder, uh, Greg Block, started First Step Staffing back in Atlanta about, I guess, 11 years ago now. Yep. And uh, he started it organically, one temp, two temp, and grew it up to 100, 150 temporary associates out there working, most of them from the barriers population, whether returning citizens, veterans, and the REH, recently experienced homelessness. And with the great support of Atlanta, partnership with the mayor at the time, was just looking to put more and more people. How do I get more and more people? I have all these people coming in my office every day. I need to find more jobs. So he found the funding and found the resources to purchase a for-profit temporary staffing firm and overnight went from 150 jobs to 500 jobs. Wow. As we talked about earlier, as the general labor pool in those 500 jobs failed, they replaced them with individuals from the recently experienced homeless population and then went out and upsold the existing customers that they had to acquire more jobs and went out and acquired more and more customers too. Yeah. Um, in Atlanta today, we have about 1,500 jobs and close to 1,100, 1,200 individuals in those jobs come from the barriers population. Yeah, gotcha. And, uh, you know, Greg, with the help of our CEO, Dave Schaefer, they acquired the for-profit temporary staffing firm in Atlanta about three years ago now. They started looking then after that early successes, where could we go next? Yep. One of the biggest poverty situations in America, Philadelphia. Yep. 
they had a lot of support here from different associations, different individuals, the chamber, PIDC, and came here with the support of the mayor's office and the Chamber of Commerce, Harold Epps, different individuals like that, and came here with this tremendous support, and here we are today. Yeah, they say we want to make a difference in Philadelphia, and that's exactly what you and your team are doing. That's really great. And, you know, I often say, and we uh, at Select Greater Philadelphia, my team and I, Philadelphia has a lot to offer, (laughs) both good and bad, frankly, in terms of talent and cost of living and quality of life. But candidly, and we often, we're not shy about sharing this either, we have a challenge when it comes to homelessness, and we have a challenge when it comes to poverty. The homelessness situation is not unique to the city of Philadelphia and the greater Philadelphia region. Other regions of the country actually experience it at higher levels than our community does, but the poverty rate is staggering. And it's something that I know our business and civic leaders and our academic leaders are all working together to bring about positive change. And organizations like yours at First Step are helping us to do that so that we can create a better quality of life for everybody, including those who are facing a variety of barriers in their life as well. So I suspect that you and your team at First Step probably sleep pretty well because you're delivering a really great service and making a difference and uh, i can feel the passion you have for what you do matt uh i would be lying if i tell you i sleep really well (laughs) i go to bed at night thinking how can i get more people to work and i wake up and drive into the office every day thinking how can i help more of philadelphia's most disadvantaged people the people in poverty help them get out of that situation get steady sustainable income steady housing get out of the transitional housing situation that they're in and get a permanent living situation and mainly you know i work a lot at first step we always say 51 percent business 49 percent mission yeah i'm real heavy in that 51 percent. i yeah. i'm on the mission side also yeah but it's my job as the vp and general manager of philadelphia to make sure i got enough jobs yeah because we know I'm going to go back to my office after this podcast, and there's going to be 30 to 40 individuals in there filling out applications, ready to go to work. Yeah. It's my job to make sure I can get them to work tomorrow. Yeah. But you're doing well by doing good. So when you do get a chance to sleep, hopefully it's a nice slumber. But (laughs) I appreciate the fact that you're constantly working. You're constantly thinking about how you can be successful in delivering on your mission. So I want to shift gears slightly just for a couple minutes, Jason, because I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you got involved with what you're doing. I, I know you're... You're not native to greater Philadelphia, but you're native to Pennsylvania. I think the greater Hershey region is where you grew up. Correct. Sweetest place on earth. Yeah, that's right. What brought you to uh, greater Philadelphia, and how did you find yourself in the the staffing world? So I... uh I went to Temple University from Central Pennsylvania, kind of an urban shock, yeah, and uh, really got an education at Temple in the real world and what the city of Philadelphia is all about. And you know, attending Temple University quite some time ago, it looks a lot different than it did when I went there. Sure, it was very, very urban campus, still is, but uh, I would say even more. And just experiencing the city in a different way of how people live and the disadvantages that people face. I got into the temporary staffing world from actually a good friend of mine in college that went also went to Temple University. And, you know, we ran this temporary staffing business for quite some time. And then the, the company I was working for in, out of South Jersey was selling off part of their portfolio here in Philadelphia. I was approached 
that I may be possibly interested in the opportunity to come over to First Step and be part of something other than in the temporary staff world, fill them and build them. Mm-hmm. You know, you find people, you fill job assignments, you build a customer. Next. Right. Next. If you screw up, next. The customers have the same issues my customers have. They want people, but my customers that we have now at First Step are on board with our mission, too. So when I went down to Atlanta and met with Dave Schaefer, our CEO, and Greg Block, the founder, you know, I was really impressed with them and their vision. Luckily for me, they took a chance on me who had no nonprofit background, no yep. nonprofit experience, but, you know, 14, 15 years in a temporary staffing business, driven. Uh, I like to be a problem solver for people and... You know, I'm really enjoying it. It's been a wild ride these first seven months. I I've bet. been sitting front line, giving a presentation in a homeless shelter anywhere here in Philadelphia to sitting here in a radio studio doing yep. a podcast or having, you know, a cocktail hour with the mayor, being at uh, mentioned at the mayor's speeches, yep. and just meeting with a lot of high level people here in Philadelphia from, you know, presidents and CEOs of multi-million dollar fortune 500 fortune 100 companies to dealing right there on the front line of the people that i'm helping with and being on a first name basis them having my cell phone number and being able to call me at any hours of the day and i'm just making sure just a handful of those people obviously my staff my frontline staff my director of operations my staffing coordinators my job coach that are doing the heavy lifting i'm doing sure. more of the high level stuff but I get right there on the front line, too, because I enjoy that type of work. Yeah. I like to roll up my sleeves. I can tell. And I'm not going to stop until we can really get a lot, a lot of people to work that need the work and need the income and that have barriers to employment. And we can put a dent in this homeless situation here in Philadelphia. And I think a lot of that mentality that I got was just coming from a hardworking family mm-hmm. in Hummelstown, Pennsylvania, and my grandparents just instilled in me a, a nonstop work ethic. You know, I, I like I like to relax and take a yeah, little downtime too. Right. But I come from Temple. I think a lot of people that graduate and attend Temple University come out Temple tough. You yep. know, Coach Cheney used to always say Temple tough. It's their mantra now. T U F F. And uh, I think people that come from Temple and the city are resilient, and we just keep plugging along. You know, some of our associates that we take chances on, or they take chances on first step. I'd be lying if I was saying every single person we hired is successful. Sure. You know, we have our failures, but but just coming back. And maybe that person, we can get them back in six months, get them back in three months, and find a different opportunity for them. Yeah, and have a different outcome. You know, like we said, fourth, fifth chances. And yeah. uh, I can't thank Dave and Greg for taking a chance on me. And uh, we I think we've had some really successful wins here early on yep. in First Step, and we're just getting started. Yeah. And uh, we're making more inroads every day meeting more partners who want to supply us with a workforce and can refer a good workforce to us, a motivated workforce that needs our help, that needs jobs, and then meeting more people in the business community that want to get involved, want to do something good, have a labor shortage or have a labor problem or are using temporary staffing now and want to try something different, want to try a different, maybe want to get involved in helping and doing good and helping Philadelphians, you know, that's what we're here to do. We're here to help Philadelphia's most disadvantaged people get employment, get jobs, get income, and find sustainable housing. So things happen for a reason, Jason Zerby. And Greg and 
the leadership team down at First Step Staffing in Atlanta, they saw an opportunity to make a difference in greater Philadelphia, and they decided to bring their model here. And that's been a real benefit for our community. But even deeper than that, there's a reason why you are where you are today. And there's a reason why you were placed in that position, because you are making really significant changes in people's lives, not just on the employer side, obviously, but now in ways that you probably never imagined on the employee side. So thanks for what you're doing and what your team at First Step Staffing is doing here in Greater Philadelphia. Jason Zerby has been our guest. Thank you for joining us on our radio and our podcast program, Growing Greater Philadelphia. Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate it. It's always great talking to you, and this was a great experience, and I look forward to possibly doing this again down the road. Absolutely. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to us by the Commercial Banking Division of Citizens Bank. You know, the Citizens Bank team, they bring practical financial experience and deep industry expertise to each banking relationship. To learn how Citizens can help your company reach its full potential, visit citizensbank.com backslash commercial. And be sure to check out all of our podcasts at radio.com and tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m. to Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks so much for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia. Philadelphia.